When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We are live from Studio A here at the DNVR Bar, and the A stands for About Time to Wonder if something's <laughs> up in this coaching search, um, because one of the things we talked about yesterday as something that could change everything happened. We'll talk about that in just a second mm, here, but first... Juicy. I know, it is juicy. First, got to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver, MSU Denver Online. Uh, you go to msudenver.edu slash online to scope out all they have to offer, which is a lot. 750 total classes, 45 plus online and hybrid programs. There's something for everyone over there. And if you're looking to work a full-time job and advance your education, there's no better place to go than MSU Denver because MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other Colorado institution. So guys, yesterday on the show, I think it was me who said, look, if Dan Quinn's not here tomorrow, then I have to start to wonder what's going on here. What's going on? Is he not the favorite? Are the Broncos not his favorite? Is Kevin O'Connell the new favorite? A lot of questions. And remember, the Broncos could have had Dan Quinn in yesterday. They chose not to. They presumably could have had Dan Quinn in today. He's going to Chicago now. So now the Broncos are giving Dan Quinn an opportunity to be the Chicago Bears head coach before they even ever get him in for a second interview. I mean, what the heck is going on between Dan Quinn and the Denver Broncos? Not only is Dan Quinn getting the opportunity to get a job somewhere else, but Dan Quinn is also giving the Broncos an opportunity to hire someone else before. And that is something that is just we can't ignore anymore. Because like you said, they could have had him in yesterday. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that, yes, they they had a you know an 8.30 p.m. night, had a margarita, as we found out yesterday. With, with I could Nathaniel talk all Hackett. about the fact that George Payton went to Los Dos Portrios for a, a coaching interview. Like, maybe it shouldn't, 
but it actually had tangible effect on my view of George Payton. Mm, well, made you go up, right? Made way up. up. Yes. If, if, Anything, uh, uh, not a steakhouse. He's some, something different. Something local. Owned, Mexican some, joint? Are yes. you kidding me? That also, yeah. though, while it went up in my... Did, George Payton went up in my book, it also made my view of how the Broncos viewed Nathaniel Hackett go down. No. Because oh, no, I, no, no, I no. wouldn't be surprised if they seal the deal at a steakhouse I'll with be whoever they bring. I'll take back everything I said. <laughs> or maybe it's just as simple as saying... Hey, Nathaniel, what do you like? And he says, I like Mexican. And there's none in Green Bay. Yeah, so let's go to a really good Mexican restaurant. That That's the thing. Like I, We have a lot of fun with that. It might literally have been as simple as, hey, I like Mexican. I know you got good Mexican food in Denver because everyone in the league has been around and traveled enough to know. And like you said, Mexican food in Green Bay. Ugh. I mean, I can tell you about a good couple of good Mexican restaurants in Milwaukee and Madison. Uh, Green Bay, ugh, not, it's not I have there. to assume the further away you get from Mexico, the worse the Mexican food gets. <laughs> you, you would think so. You I don't know. I've, so. I've, I've had some amazing Mexican food in Boston and Seattle. Big cities. Yeah. Would really? make a little more sense. And again, like, and a, there's a great Mexican restaurant in Madison. There's a great resta- Mexican restaurant in Milwaukee. Better than things you've had in, in Colorado? As good. As good. Okay. All right. Anyways, Los Dos. Most cities have a, have at least one really good Mexican restaurant. Huge props to yes. George Payton. I'm going to choose to believe that he has, has become part of Denver culture, and he understands the deliciousness he, that exists there. And he said, I'm taking you to my favorite spot in Denver. Did he get green chilies, though? Like green chili stew? Well, we didn't find chili. out what he ordered. Yeah, I know. All we know is the t- tamales. Did he, did he uh, choose the wrong thing? You know, no, I wouldn't say so. Tamales is, as as Brandon Spano said to me last night, that's not a novice order. Like, that's not like, oh, can I get the um, bean burrito? You know, like, he he ordered gone bean burrito. (laughs) That would have been worse than the hamburger at a steakhouse. When we had our big pre-Thanksgiving meal, my main course was tamales, and I had two helpings. Mm. Yeah, Yaya brought tamales to uh, friends DNVR Friendsgiving, and they were fire. Right. So that's yeah. If you're ordering tamales, you know what you're doing. Yeah, I would. I would say he actually that that was a a pro order. And but here's the thing: Does George Payton know what he's doing here in terms of give? Obviously, he does know that letting Dan Quinn go to Chicago today for a second interview, which is huge because things can get sealed on the second interview. Is he he has to be okay with that at this point? Yes. He has to be okay saying goodbye to Dan Quinn, and Dan Quinn also has to be okay with the Broncos hiring Nathaniel Hackett. Now, he knows that the Broncos can't hire Kevin O'Connell right now, but the Broncos did deliberate yesterday, took a day off to deliberate. What if they woke up today and said, you know what, Nathaniel Hackett's our guy. Uh, We don't want to miss out on him. We're sending him a contract right now. We're flying him to Denver. That could happen, and because Dan Quinn... Can we get a flight tracker on that? Anything coming in from Green Bay anytime soon? Uh... I can check right now. I don't okay. know of anything. I mean, I'm I'm checking the uh, the the executive airport on the on the North Shore of Chicago, mm. in the North Shore suburbs, just to keep because that's where 
Vic Fangio flew in and out of and when and the Broncos flew in and out of because it's the closest to Lake Forest where the Bears headquarters is. I haven't seen. Anything. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just want no. to make sure, see if we yeah. got anything yeah. coming from Green Bay. Uh, so I'll, to I'll me, what, what this is like, guys, and I was trying to think about this all yesterday, and it, it came down to relationships. And this is like a couple in their mid-30s. Love a good relationship. I, I knew you would. Mm-hmm. I knew you would. It's like a couple in their mid-30s that, you know, has really liked each other for a long time. But there's they really like each other. They're just not sure if that's love. They've never experienced love before mm. or it's been a long time. So they're like, you know what? Let's date around a little bit. Oh. And if we don't find anyone else, then we'll come back because we know we're going to be happy with each other. But let's just see if there's a better spark out there. So the Broncos are doing some dating out there. Dan Quinn's doing some dating. Both sides know that they can lose the other person if there's a better spark but if not they'll get together they'll have kids and and they'll have a really good life I think that's how George Payton and Dan Quinn feel right now but the love is not there because if there was love they're locking each other up uh you know right after the first interview or early this week they're not dating around if you love someone you're not letting them date around and you're not dating around that's what's happening here yeah I I completely agree um, and I think the bigger risk exists on the part of the Broncos um, mm. because, you know, if we're at a speed dating site here, Dan Quinn is more attractive in his pool than the Broncos are in their pool. And, and mm. to, to make that more clear, there's how many now? Nine job openings. Yep. Uh, there's nine job openings and, you know, we'll just say 15 candidates or whatever that are bouncing around. Dan Quinn ranks higher on the candidates list than the Broncos rank on the openings list, in my opinion. Well, it's yeah. true, and I think there's actually stats to back that up. Dan Quinn has interviewed with more than half of the teams that are looking for jobs. The Broncos, while they have interviewed 10 uh, it, out of the 15 or so, they're they're not that mm-hmm. high, as high on everyone's list. And, and why? Because of the quarterback position. Yeah. Um, Chicago, you know the quarterback. I mean, maybe whether some people like Justin Fields, some people don't. But you know, Justin Fields is a young quarterback, and if you think highly of him, Justin Fields becomes an attribute for that job. And then the other thing that goes beyond it in terms of the the strength of the of the job is what you're going against. And in the NFC North, you might not have to face Aaron Rodgers. And in the NFC, yeah. you might not face Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, even though I know you guys are convinced Tom Brady is coming back to the Bucks for another he season. Is. Don't worry. Yeah, and I'm very much on the fence. And I, I'm reading between the lines, reading what he's saying and thinking he might be done. But either way, in the AFC, and we've talked about just how tough it's going to be, in the AFC West is exacerbated by the fact that you have two excellent quarterbacks and another who's really good in Derek Carr. Chicago's a better job. Chicago offers a clear path to winning right away unless you come here and get Aaron Rodgers. And on top of that, with Chicago hiring a young, up-and-coming, very smart general manager, there is a chance that a veteran head coach could come in there and have a lot more say than he would in Denver, potentially. Kind of, it's actually, it's interesting because what you're talking about is the the model Chicago had when they hired John Fox. Ryan Pace was a young guy. John Fox had two previous head coaching jobs. And... While they elevated the talent level, the wins didn't come until after Fox left that first year with Matt Nagy. But they did collectively make the team better year by year, even though Fox wasn't around to reap the rewards of it. Are we right to assume, am I right to assume that the fact that Chicago had Dan Quinnen, 
hired their GM, and then instantly called Dan Quinn to come in again that they had determined him as the favorite mm. after round one. And as soon as they hired him said, hey, look, we want you to meet with our guy. We think he's the guy for the job. Come on in. Only The only reason why I won't say all of that just yet is they are talking about Everflus today. Everflus, yeah. Everflus, and they did have Jim Caldwell in yesterday. But if They had did- Caldwell in post- yeah, GM last, hire. last right. night, oh, but let yeah. him go. So if Eberflus is this morning and Dan Quinn is tonight, then maybe they say, Dan, we're not letting you leave. And we had... Uh, Damn, they're moving quick over there. Well, they, they could probably get Eberflus in quicker because he talked. He he met this morning with Ryan Poles. Two-hour t- bus ride, as, as uh, so he Zach met, and I know. He yeah. met this... Exactly. He <laughs> met them this two morning. Two hours from Indy to Chicago? Yep. About yeah. that's more two than... times, right? Couple. Yeah. 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 Me too. It takes me about two and a half. Because actually, when we do the combine, I'm driving from Madison, Wisconsin, seeing the family, and then driving down Indianapolis, and I'm I'm budgeting about four hours or so. Zach and I, <laughs> last time we did it, I was like crushing the phones. Yeah, you were trying yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, John Brown. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sickle cell. And story. you got it. You got it on the yeah, bus. We, we got it. Yeah. We got the story. So on you the were bus. on the bus like from O'Hare or midway down to Indianapolis. How did you do that? We no. What we did. This is a. This is like a DNVR slash BSN yeah, classic. You yeah. fly yeah. into a place, get food there in the better food <laughs> yeah. area. Chicago. So we, f- yeah. we flew yeah. into Chicago, Ubered into the city, got lunch. And then got picked up, you know, the bus stop down to Indianapolis. Okay, I got to ask you then, because, look, Indianapolis has got some good spots. We know about them. Yep, mostly steakhouses. Steakhouses. You know, there's a couple, there's a decent, there's there's the Eagle, which is good fried chicken. Also Cincinnati. A couple other places. Shapiro's Deli. But what restaurant did you guys go to in Chicago that compelled you to make that extra stop? Oh gosh, what's the name of the place? Is it pizza? It was yeah, we went uh, for deep dish. Lumanati's. Lumanati's. Yes, yes, okay, yes. you know what? You made a good choice. Yep. That's worth it. Yeah. Oh, you know what that reminds me of? Not only great pizza and great company. That's when the Rockies signed Nolan Arenado. We were oh, sitting there we were and they high, signed him yeah. and Ryan and I were like, he's gonna be a Rocky forever. <laughs> tough scene, tough scene. <laughs> Anyways, um that's true. They were able to get Eberflus there. Who knows where mm-hmm. Jim Caldwell is living? Um, but that could have been an easy one too. Maybe he lives in Chicago right now, or was in Chicago, and they're like, "Hey, come on down." Well, yeah. maybe they're having pizza with Eberflus for lunch, and then they're bringing uh, Quinn to a steakhouse tonight. It's very possible. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see. Uh, so let me ask you this: Is Dan Quinn still the favorite to be the Denver Broncos' next head coach? Man, this is tough because yesterday, what I said is, until Dan Quinn leaves without a contract, he's still the favorite. What if he never comes? What if he never comes? They're kicking the can down the pipe. Now, he could still come tomorrow. He could obviously still come Friday. You would think, though, that if Dan Quinn is going to be the Denver Broncos' next head coach, we would know in about 48 hours or less. By Friday, midday, we would know. Because if they want Dan Quinn, there's no reason that they don't bring him in tomorrow. Let's say Dan Quinn had this meeting with Chicago set up for a while, which I don't think is the case. But let's just say he told George Payton, look, I don't want to be an a-hole and blow these mm-hmm. guys off. Bring me in on Thursday. If he's not here tomorrow, that's going to be very different. But the fact that they just keep kicking this down the road. So and weird they, to me. Mm-hmm. They like him. They don't love him. I'm going to go no. I am going to have to go no, too. And look, I know like you know, we're, we're, this is being spun as like they wanted another day to process the Hackett interview yesterday. Give me a break. Um, Usually these things move really fast. Yes. And the other thing is, like, if you really wanted Dan Quinn, 
you would not have let him go to Chicago and you would have said, look, I know we want another day to process this, which just sounds silly to me. Um, but we got to get him in here uh, and we got to move quick. We're not going to let him go to Chicago that has a better quarterback situation than we do uh, and, and have them pitch him on how, why he should come there. To me, they decided at some point in the last 72 hours that they are okay not getting Dan Quinn. And that, to me, make, means he can't be the favorite. Or they're running a weak search yeah. um, where you know they're, they're down to get pushed around by other teams. Right. And then that doesn't – George Payton doesn't strike me as a guy like that at all. So um, I think it was Mike Kliss yesterday who said, like, there's no rush because none of the candidates seem to be favorites in other places or something like that. And I'm like, just doesn't seem like smart to me if, if this is your guy. To me – I got to put Kevin O'Connell as the favorite. He's got the last oh. interview, which I think is the most valuable one. Um, and they're going to let all these other guys do whatever they want. He's the one they're zeroed in on. Uh, presumably, they're going to have him in here the second that they can, Monday morning, Monday afternoon. And if they're willing to wait for that, that means he's their guy. Even though they'll have to wait two weeks to hire him, like potentially. Because if the Rams win, you can – you can have him in for an interview in the bye, and we can all kind of know where it's going, but they can't officially announce him until after the Super Bowl. They can't officially. It's such a crazy thing. It's such a crazy thing, right? But they, yeah. they, yeah. they uh, maybe he can't sign a contract. They can unofficially. They, they put can agree to it, and ninety nine percent of the time you can count on that. Yeah. The only time you can't is when it comes from New England Josh and McDaniels. he's Josh McDaniel's. But you would be comfortable with that, and so mm -hmm. my concern with doing that, Mace, because I think it's a good point. My concern would be if that's a defensive guy you hire, and you are so concerned about the offensive coordinator as you should be mm -hmm. in Denver, getting that offensive coordinator and having to wait two weeks. To to do that and potentially losing him, but I don't really, I'm not that worried about getting a good defensive coordinator in here. I think you can do that Wade. because you're oh. going to have an offensive coordinator essentially in your head coach. Ooh. I wouldn't be nearly as worried. I think the other thing that's also in play is if it's O'Connell, I know you mentioned Wade, that would make everybody feel good. I think if it's O'Connell, the defensive staff comes back intact. There you go, and then you don't have that's to worry easy about too. it. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, and you can and tell Ed's, all those and Ed's calling that, the plays. Yeah. That's that's the only change. You don't have to do interviews, so you just say, "Hey, you know, Adam Schefter, Kevin O'Connell's our coach." Boom, that's out there. You call up Ed Donatel and the boys, and you say, "Hey, you're all staying around." Boom, yeah. your your job the, is done. The really yeah. the only question would be if it would be if Bill Kolar decided to retire. And that's easy to replace one positional coach. Hey, Dan is Quinn. he basing he, that off of who the Broncos hires their next head coach? Like, no, I think it's just he's he's just based it. He would just base that kind of on how he feels, yeah. You know, and, and his in his age, and of course he's had some but medical he stuff make that, the last couple of years. Wouldn't he have made that call by now? If it's age, sure. If you well, if you make the if you make the call right after the season when you're most exhausted, sometimes you might regret it. Maybe this coaching True. search offers him a natural kind of pause to see. Okay. You know, the two or three weeks, you know, the the batteries are re are starting to recharge. I'm then he says, "Yeah, I'll be I'll come back for another year, sure." Yeah, and maybe even to just meet with the new head coach to just kind of make sure that they're on the same page. I can't imagine any of these potential head coaches saying, "I I don't want Bill Kolar." That would be insane. Yeah, for sure. Kolar has succeeded. It's kind of the same thing with Mike Munchak. Can't imagine any of these guys saying. I wouldn't want Mike Munchak as my own line coach. That's just absurd. I could just see them 
saying uh, i could see bill kolar saying i want to see who they hire and all and if i like the guy then i'll stay and if i don't then it's perfect time doesn't for me to need wrap the it up. money he's i mean at this point he's coaching for for the love yep maybe he uh maybe he just wants to see how much his new head coach cusses and if that'll be allowed and uh, <laughs> that's what he's judging it on or if he or if the new head coach will let him cuss as much as he wants like, <laughs> right right like if, if the new coach says hey bill you, you no want to tone it down in the NFL. i know like but like Hey, Bill, you might want to tone it down. I could see Bill saying, oh, I don't really want... I, I don't tone really it want down it. on my couch. Could you, hey, could the, you imagine? the method works, right? I mean, how he is works. Could you imagine a 36-year-old first-time head coach on the offensive side <laughs> coming curse in? curse around and, here, Bill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be... <laughs> this is a that, family <laughs> environment. You know what he'd say to him? <laughs> F that. Yeah, <laughs> F off. Yeah. Uh, and F you. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I think you have to look at O'Connell and say... If you are so interested in getting that second interview with him that you're willing to let these other candidates go do whatever they want, um, then that's your guy. Yep, and and clearly he blew him away in the interview. And there is, like I've gathered the past couple of days, there is uncertainty with Dan Quinn because he was he was a unanimous favorite. Something had to go a little astray for for him to still be sitting out there for the Broncos and the Broncos saying, "Okay, we're okay to lose you right now." Yeah, and there was a report out there that he didn't wow in the interview. And that's just weird to me. Like, That's really weird because everyone wows in interviews, right? You well, know, and for, also from reports. Don't you think if you're interviewing with like your homie, it's just a totally different vibe? Well, like if I called yeah. up one of my best friends and wanted to interview them for a yeah. job here, it would not take the same course as a normal job. And interview. also it would be much harder to bomb that. Well, the, but here's totally. the thing. I don't think – I think maybe it's not that he bombed the interview, but – when you have a lesser known commodity, it's easier for them to wow you because mm. there isn't there isn't the body of work. The expectations are are different with with Dan Quinn. If he didn't wow, if he didn't wow them, it's not that he had a bad interview, but just that you probably had inherently higher expectations of Quinn coming into it because of his resume because you have a body of work as a head coach that you can go, you can go on. There's all, you know, there, there's more video of him and how he coaches and interacts. There's, there's just more data that you had to, so he would have had less room to go up in an interview than a Hackett or an O'Connell did. All right. So Mace, Zach and I both have KOC as the new mm -hmm. favorite, making that a thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Are you on board? I'm sticking with Quinn as the ah, I like that. I like that. Mm. So, so no admittedly, just to just to kind of make it different. Although, I think I think we're gonna probably have a better idea on that by the by the end of tonight, going into tomorrow. Because I think it, because I do, even though there hasn't been anything technically scheduled, if Quinn leaves Chicago, I do think he is here in Denver before the end of the week meeting with the Broncos brass. So it's kind of like every time something breaks, it, it changes, right? right. Yes. Yeah. If Dan Quinn leaves Chicago, I think he kind of jumps back into the favorite right. seat. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Um, but as we speak, I don't know why. I just have a gut feeling he might not leave Chicago. I mean, as we speak right now in the relationship thing, he's with someone else in their bed right now. Yes. And he's trying to seal the deal. He's trying to close it. Meanwhile, the Broncos are in love with someone who's married. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they got away for the divorce. Just hoping that it happens. <laughs> so uh, we're updating our big board for the first time this entire coaching search. What, 17 days or something? Not all of us have Day Dan Quinn 17. at the time. Exactly. I will move O'Connell up to number two. Mm, because so we all have the same board. You could, And then Quinn number one. And the, the reason why is... 
if you wanted Hackett, you could have done it. You could have oh, yeah. done it yesterday yeah. if like, you just really wanted to sleep on it. You could have done and it this I, morning if you really wanted two nights to sleep on and, it. And Peyton is very process-driven. And that's the other thing. I think we're all kind of reacting to everything. Remember last year with the quarterback? And you know we're, we're doing show after show, article after article. Where are the Broncos going to do a quarterback? Oh, oh, Andy Dalton's off the list. All these mediocre guys went off the list. And they, were, they had a plan, as it turned out. You know, they were, they just were waiting for the right moment to execute it. And so I think George Payton is much more methodical about this sort of thing and is going to let a process play out and not worry too much about what else is happening. I'll say this, and I don't like the compare your job to the NFL because it's really never apples to apples. I will say in terms of job interviews, I think there's a little bit more of a comparison here. In all of my job interviews that I've conducted for big positions, you've always known by the end of the interview. Mm. Like, you know, if the if you're not ready to hire that person on the spot by the end of the interview or the second interview, right. um, mm-hmm. then you then they're not the person. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when, when you let Nathaniel Hackett go, he's just he, you're, you're saying he's not the guy. Although George Payton did go. They did let him fly home. When they hired him as GM, did, they did really? it? Didn't they? He went home, got some clothes, came back. But he uh, he already but, had the contract. I don't know if he. I don't think he had the contract. I think I, I think he was in very good shape. Because wasn't that yeah. after after the dinner? Yeah, I thought I, I yeah. thought he left here without a contract. When uh, when they went they, to, when they, they went to dinner, Joe they, Ellis stayed back at the facility to work on his deal. Right, I thought they actually offered to him after he left. So okay, it's a time. It's a weird timing to me. Well, I, Real quick, just on that. Now that you brought that up, though, I think the Broncos are in a great position the way that they did things. Hiring a GM last year and then allowing them to do the search this year, doing the coach and GM thing at the same time feels a little rushed to me. It does I'm seeing all of these teams make really quick decisions on their GMs because mm-hmm. they're sitting there thinking we're falling behind on the coach, so mm-hmm. we have to make our decision on GM. Big decisions like that getting rushed is not often a good thing and I really feel like that's what the other teams are doing I love the fact that the Broncos from the first day of the offseason have been completely focused on their coach all these other teams are scrambling and to me this is the perfect time to take a gamble on the head coach because if he doesn't work out well there's a chance that the new owner was going to blow him out anyways but if he works out then George Payton is going to keep his job here if Kevin O'Connell is the next Sean McVay. I don't care if a new owner comes in and says, I want my own guy. If this thing is working and it's humming, he's going to say, well, I want the winning team more. Of course, if it doesn't work out, then the next changes that are made could be both head coach and GM. But if it it doesn't work out with Dan Quinn either and it's just mediocre, he could come in and say, well, this thing isn't taking off. I'm going to blow everyone out. And that's why I think this hire is so important for George Payton because – there is a scenario with the unknown of going into an auction situation and the team just going to the highest bidder, and that's it. There is the unknown that even though he's done his first draft was excellent, there's the unknown that says maybe this is the only head coach he hires. I hate the auction thing. It feels brings scary. A, it brings a rogue element yeah. into the equation. It doesn't feel like it can be fixed either. It, al- it also takes Peyton Manning from being the front runner to being a question mark now. You know, and it, th- and that's what everyone wants is Peyton Manning to be the dude, and it takes that aspect away. Do you think maybe Peyton just kind of is evaluating the situation and then trying to hook on with whoever he thinks is going to offer the most? Ooh, Don't well, you think it already sounds like he's in in with a group already? Could be, but he he may have already. Have assessed it and said, 
I think this is this is the group that's going to make the offer that blows it away. That's I, that's I don't true. I don't and, and that's why I think he all it takes is one billionaire though. Yeah, it does, and that's again that's the rogue element that could right. tip the apple cart. But you I know imagine, like, you so know he's evaluated the potential buyers and and is trying to get on the train that has the best chance of getting to the station first. i imagine there's like a, this live auction and everyone's raising their paddles and like finally the paid manning group offers six billion dollars and they're like so and right as they're saying sold some guy slams yeah. through the door and he's got like <laughs> Jeff a Bezos. top hat on and a pinstripe suit and he has a monocle and he has like a corn cob pipe or like a, one of those <laughs> swooping pipes and he's like Ten billion dollars, <laughs> and they're like, uh, "We have to give it to him. We don't even know who this guy is." Don't you wish they actually were, melts. Don't you actually wish they were doing this auction as an auction that we could watch? Yes. How, how incredible the ratings! Would, the ratings. I mean, not just Broncos fans. The ratings. If you if you aired an auction for an NFL team live, the ratings would be off the charts. They'd be like, it maybe not like a Super Bowl. But probably like a really big Monday night football game to yep. watch who is going to buy a team. Yep. You've got Romo on the call, and he's yep. like, if it were me, <laughs> I'd offer 5.5 here. I don't know, though. Well, who do you bring in as like the expert analyst on this? Like, do you need like some billionaire? Some business. Yeah, it'd be so. Or, uh, or, or like, uh, yeah, Tepper, or like, um, I don't know. Who's uh, the bring, mad money bring, guy? Jim Kramer. Yeah. Yes, that's who you'd bring in. Jim Kramer. Him, him with Mark Cuban to pairing it oh up. Oh my that. God. I that would, I would watch that. Yes. And then Mark Cuban, he's the one who sweeps in at the end. Oh, the right, right. <laughs> $10 billion. Yes, that's exactly. Like, I just, yeah, I, I have that vision in my head, but it's kind of like a scary thing. It's like the villain comes in and makes them an offer that yep. no one can match. Yep. Yep, because Peyton's not pulling four billion out. No, actually, what's probably more likely is that the the person who would storm in is some is some oil baron from from the UAE or du, you know Dubai or or um, Abu Dhabi or some uh, some energy billionaire from Russia or something like that. Yes, if it's an auction. Like like the guys who Do you have the, to be invited the, to the, the auction. The people who own oh, Manchester, yeah. like the people who own Manchester City, who are worth like. A hundred billion dollars, and they're from they're from Abu Dhabi. Walk in and say, thirteen billion dollars. Right, <laughs> it would still be a good investment for them. Yes, probably yeah. would. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, let's uh, let's move on here. Um, one place where you don't have to be invited or be a billionaire is the DNVR bar. And tonight we've got a double watch party. Nuggets first, Avs after that. Nothing like a little double watch party at the DNVR bar. So come down here, hang out. Get yourself a Breck brew. Get yourself a chicken sandwich. Uh, many have said best chicken sandwich in the land. Um, I know one of those people. Yes. Actually, I know a couple. And also, this Saturday, you can come down for the Goaties, which is going to be so, so fun. I can't stress how much fun this is going to be. I think it's going to be one of the coolest live events we've ever done here at the bar. Um, we're going to be doing a live show inside the bar. So you'll, you'll be, you know, sitting around us as we're doing this show. But it's going to be really involved with the fans. We've got some really fun games. We're going to play, like, Family Feud-style stuff against the fans. Love it. Um, we're going to do, um, like, this mask game that's going to be really fun where you have to get, like, someone's going to put on the mask and they have to guess who they are based on the questions people are asking them. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be really, really fun. Uh, so come hang out at the DMVR bar either tonight or tomorrow or Saturday, whatever is a good time for you. But we'd love to see you especially on Saturdays for the live Goaties show. You know, we talk about like pairings of 
wine and food. What about beer and food? Birkenridge Brew offers something for any kind of food, like your chicken sandwich, for example. Mm. What goes best of Breckenridge Brew with the chicken sandwich here at the DMBR bar? Gotta go Breck Lager. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think Breck Lager would pair staple. really well yeah. okay. with, the, with the fried chicken. Okay, how about the, uh, the, club, the turkey club sandwich? Is it the lager again because they're both white meat or something else? I don't know. I think you could maybe go Strawberry Sky with the club. Okay. Like, they're both light and bright. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it's Strawberry Sky with everything, but I like fruit beers. I only drink fruit beers. That's it. I don't have a refined palate like you fine gentlemen do <laughs> when it comes to beer. That's and What about admit, the – do you like the juice drop? It has fruit in it, but it's, it's also an IPA. I can't do the IPA. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, IPAs in my system don't go well, but the point is that Breckenridge Brewery has something for every beer palette, and that's what's so cool about it. I mean, if we had a big steak over here, what would you recommend for a steak? What wow. kind of Breck brew? I don't think beer and steak goes together. I think well. you'd have to go. I agree with that, but I think you go IPA then. Like that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Then go for the then then go for you know, go hot peak IPA maybe. Yep. Yes. Yep. Okay. There you go. That's that's the point. So whatever you're eating, whatever beer, that whatever kind of beer good. that you want as a as a pairing, a perfect pairing for your meal, Breckenridge Brew has it. That's one of the cool things about them is they've got something for every taste when it comes to beer. And if you want to find out where you can get those de- delicious Breckenridge brews, go on their website. Check out the Breck Beer Finder, and you're gonna find some place that has those delicious Breck beers wherever you go. And you also have to check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, because right now they're giving all new users the chance to get 56 to 1 odds in honor of Super Bowl 56. What you do is put $5 down on any team to win this weekend in the two championship games. And if they win, you get $280 in free bets. No better way to start off your account than with that. We're going to be giving our picks for this weekend later in the week. So maybe you put that bet down after you hear our picks this weekend to get $280 in free bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And of course, you can bet on Nuggets, Abs, anything else you want in the meantime. But get in on that deal now because it's can't miss. And of of course, you must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 and use that code DNVR when you sign up to get this offer. Guys, DraftKings Sportsbook has odds on several coaching searches. But for whatever reason, and maybe mm. because it's just so up in the air, they don't have them on the Denver Broncos coaching mm. search. I've heard myths that they were up for an hour or two at one point, wow. but they've since come down and never returned. So I figured, why not? We ch- why don't we challenge ourselves to create the odds at DraftKings Sportsbook for uh, the Denver Broncos uh, coaching search? Now, unfortunately, I don't think you'll be able to go bet these, but I want to see where you guys think things stand. And, and just to kind of help with the process here, we'll go through uh, one of the other searches just so you guys know kind of what this looks like uh let's go with las vegas raiders right Mm. here in the division here's how they have the odds for the next las vegas raiders head coach number one jim harbaugh plus 200 number two rich basaccia plus 300 three d'amico ryans which is interesting have they interviewed him i don't think so my knowledge Okay, and number four, Gerard Mayo. It goes on six, Josh McDaniels, seven, Brian Dable, et cetera, et cetera. There's 30 names that they can bet on, and the one with the longest odds 
You can bet on Peyton Manning to be the head coach of the Las, Ra- Las Vegas Raiders seeing... at plus oh. 8,000. Yeah, Howie Long yep. plus 8,000. I mean, <laughs> yeah. this is literally, if you want to make a donation to DraftKings Sportsbook, no, right. scroll down far enough. How terrible would that be? We think Peyton Manning's going to own the Broncos and he ends up coaching, coaching the, Va- the Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> they did. I, I've seen Peyton come up on the Broncos ones too because mm-hmm. I just think they think people will throw money at that. Yep, yep. Um, uh, one more here. Miami Dolphins, Vance Joseph, the favorite at plus 250. Brian Dayball, plus 350. Josh McDaniels, plus 600. Mike McDaniel, Mm. plus 600. That would rip your heart out. That that would rip my heart out. Um, I hope for selfish reasons he doesn't get a job this year. But again, I mean, I guess the only way he's coming to Denver is really with Dan Quinn. Actually, I think my favorite one on the list, guys, for any of these teams, Lane Kiffin. Is has the same odds as Peyton Manning, eighty to one odds. Going back for to the Raiders. Raiders. Yes, exactly. I, and I like Nick Saban being on there too, although that would be a nightmare for me. You've also got Jay Gruden. Um, yeah, because because things went so well with, with his brother. I yeah, mean, exactly. They're like, yeah, we just need a Gruden in here. <laughs> yeah, they've got <laughs> the a Gruden way. on here. They've got Lane Kiffin's a former Raider head coach. Tom Cable's a former Raider head coach. Okay, maybe yeah. maybe this the is, reason. This is the cra- I mean, there's no team that has a crazier group of coaches on the board at DraftKings and the Raiders. And as it should be, the Raiders are just a wild organization. And maybe the reason the Broncos don't ha- aren't, aren't up on DraftKings Sportsbook is it, it wouldn't be juicy enough. You know, instead of 30 guys, they'd have three. And DraftKings mm-hmm. is like, ah, it's boring. So let's discuss. Mm-hmm. What are the odds? Because I think they're all going to have to be pretty close ah, here. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's not a clear favorite anymore. Although at, when this whole thing started, I would have said put Dan Quinn at minus 110, mm-hmm. uh, maybe more. Mm-hmm. It can't be that way anymore. Both you and I think Kevin O'Connell's the favorite, so maybe we're not going to be able to all come to terms on this. But I think it would be three really close names, and I would probably start. I would probably put both Kevin O'Connell and Dan Quinn at plus two fifty. Okay, okay, that's where I was going with Kevin O'Connell plus two fifty. Then I was going to go based off our conversation today, Dan Quinn plus two seventy five. Then I was going to drop uh, Hackett at plus four hundred. It's about right where I would be. Maybe I put Dan Quinn at plus two fifty five since I said O'Connell's just the favorite. Slightly, yeah. I'm still. I still don't get the whole plus thing. I'm <laughs> Let's just see going. If we can change it in your terms. I'm just going. Uh, Can't you just use the contextual clues to figure that out? I I, I, I can't grasp those for for whatever reason. My my brain is not wired to grasp those numbers. It's great. It's it grasps two to one, three to one, four to one, and plus so I'm two hundred plus three hundred. So I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Kevin O'Connell is uh, is five to two, so plus two fifty. Dan Quinn is three to one, <laughs> plus three thirty three, and uh, Hackett's four to one. So wait, plus four hundred. Didn't you say Dan Quinn's still the favorite? He's my favorite. I'm just saying that's what the odds will be. I don't, I don't know this gambling stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I I can't. I'm sorry. I have trouble pretending. To know what I'm talking about or to give a damn about the gambling stuff, I really don't. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, okay, Zach, where are you putting your money? Well, I can't. I can't do Nathaniel Hackett, even though that's where that's where the value's at. And there's just not enough value for Dan Quinn, the plus twenty five that you would get in my book. I can't take it. And so, you know, sometimes you got to go with your heart when it's close. And so I'm going Kevin. I'm going KOC, baby. KOC. Plus 250. Man, I love it. And every day that their Broncos don't have a head coach up until Monday, 
those odds on DraftKings Sportsbook just keep going down. So tomorrow, oh man, tomorrow if Dan Quinn's not in the building, it's it's mm-hmm. plus 150 for Kevin O'Connell. And then next Monday, it's minus 200. So I'd be getting in on this right now. And here's the thing, like if if Quinn gets hired by the Bears, then, I mean, can't we just say, all right, let's it's O'Connell and that's it. Yeah. Unless, unless it is really, unless it's really weighing the situation and saying, can Nathaniel Hackett really help us get Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I, I think right now the thing with with ha- right the thing that's in play here and why and maybe this is part and this could lean it back to Hackett a little bit that maybe the reason why they haven't gotten Hackett is that they feel like the best of both worlds that would allow them to get Rodgers if that is the priority is Quinn plus Getzy. Guys, t- hmm. t- tell, me if, tell me if I'm crazy here, but uh, we heard from Rappaport yesterday, and of course he could be wrong, but he's very well connected, that, uh, that if the Broncos were to hire Nathaniel Hackett or Nathaniel Hackett were to leave Green Bay, they would promote Luke Getzey to quarterback or to, to offensive coordinator out there in Green Bay. And he said that would make Aaron Rodgers happy enough to stay if that was like the reason why why uh, Aaron Rodgers would leave. So to me, maybe what if you Aaron get both though, because the Packers wouldn't the Packers have... would probably if if Hackett goes, the Packers' block. quick move would be right. Getzey's ROC. But isn't it up to Getzey? It's up to it. It is up to Getzey. The question is, would he? What would he want to do? It's generally frowned upon in terms of internal league circles to take both an OC and the OC's right hand person. Okay. And the, and and I can't see George Payton pushing for both Hackett and Getzey together. Isn't I that, don't think it would happen. That okay. Payton's kind of old school that way. But so for me, that says okay. Well, it's not like he loves the coaching staff that much, or one specific guy on the coaching staff where he's going to uh, to to jet for that. So maybe isn't there a scenario you could build where Aaron Rodgers he he's now has a good relationship or a much better relationship with Gutenkunst out there in Green Bay uh, maybe he just want a completely fresh start with a whole new staff a whole new building a whole new culture mm. I'm just trying to build the case for Kevin O'Connell being something that could mm. sell Aaron Rodgers yeah I think man that would be interesting because it's a it's a similar offense um but you know there's a report out there that both Rodgers and Devonte Adams want to come to Denver um, I mean, as much as I love Denver and I would completely understand why anyone would want to come to Denver, it's kind of surprising to me that that would leak. Um, like we, uh, of all, with no coach in place, that sort of thing. Like they're already saying we want to go to Denver. That seems kind of weird. Unless... Same source that had Russell Wilson being interested in Denver too. Maybe, uh, uh what's his Schultz, name? Jordan, Jordan Schultz. Schultz yeah. Maybe he just really loves Denver and I respect him for that. There, man, it just seemed, did, did you watch the whole video of his report? Yeah. It seemed like he was connecting dots that weren't there fair enough yeah i mean again i i don't necessarily trust the report because there's not even a staff in place right. so you have to know who you're going to you know play mm-hmm. for Devonte adams just loves shalane that much or Sh- shalene shalene yeah. that much that he yeah. just want, he wants to follow her wherever <laughs> she and aaron go <laughs> that's funny um yeah so i i don't know is I, it a thruple Oh, oh God! <laughs> Could be something. Aaron Good word, man. <laughs> nice uh, millennial slash Gen Z word. Um, I don't. I forgot where I was going. Well, you don't this. expect that from me, huh? Like, no, I didn't. I didn't see that coming. Um, 
like, I think that if you were going to get Aaron Rodgers, it's either because he just wants to leave Green Bay um, or you were able to get both Hackett and Getsy and like he was he's he it comes out that he never liked Matt LaFleur and those are his all dudes. three of them didn't like Matt LaFleur <laughs> and then there's another thruple but if you did get the Ke- if, if you did get the Kevin O'Connell <laughs> connection you would be able to tell him hey you're not gonna have to learn all the new like right terminology and all that stuff mm-hmm. which shouldn't really matter but as a veteran quarterback, maybe you're just saying, like, I don't want to go through that again. Like, it's just not really my vibe. So Yeah, yeah. You also wonder how much this past weekend changed Aaron Rodgers' feelings about not just the management, but the coaching staff. Now, it is hard to put a lot on the coaching staff and even the players this past week just with how tough the conditions were. But maybe he says, are you kidding me? We get to the playoffs and every single year we fall short. And maybe he's looking at just Matt LaFleur for that. Maybe he's looking at the entire coaching staff. Or the GM as well. Right, exactly, exactly. Or the fact that they've built a team in Green Bay that seems better equipped to win in more benign conditions. And for whatever reason, does have a... And again, that's why I mentioned their history the last two decades. Does have a history of playing poorly when it gets to January at home. It's a, it's a strange phenomenon. Maybe also, that maybe that style plays better in I don't know Las Vegas. Well, but don't don't they don't they have a good running game? I mean, isn't Aaron Jones good? He's good. I mean, and then you have a good quarterback. So what are you not what are you not supposed to have? Good quarterback? I mean, come on. Losing Again, Tom AJ Brady D- won in tough conditions. AJ Dillon had kind of become a big part of that mm-hmm. offense. Yeah, they lost him. That made a big deal. But shouldn't matter when you have Aaron Rodgers. By the way, I've been talking about how I think it's silly that the Packers don't have a dome. And, you know, a lot of people try to make out playing at Lambeau as some great home field advantage. Just saw a stat last night. Their last 14 home games, going back to, I think, 2000. Uh, In the playoffs. They're 7-7. They're, seven they're, seven. they're 500. Yeah, I brought that up a few days ago. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry. Yeah. Um, it's okay. <laughs> that, build a dome. Well, I guess maybe not. Now you can just go be a running team. But you were a passing team for, like, 35 straight years. With the worst conditions in the NFL, literally, like even like like they go back all the way to when Bart Starr was coaching in the early '80s, and you had James Lofton, Hall of Famer, John Jefferson, great receiver, and Lynn Dickey throwing it around. Passing has been the Packers' DNA for basically as long as I can remember, which is a hell of a long time. Makes no that they've sense. been a pa- and yet you know, there they are, there they are trying to find ways to win in ten degrees in Lambeau in January in the playoffs. You're a big Mike McDaniel guy, right? Huge Mike McDaniel. You know guy. who the Ravens' new offensive coordinator is going to be? Who? Mike McDonald. <laughs> pretty close. Yeah, pretty, it is close. Pretty close. But also, that is kind of relevant for the Broncos because he was Michigan's defensive coordinator, University of Michigan. He's leaving for the Ravens. Maybe this is just a sign that uh, Harbaugh is not fully committed there and will he's go leaving to LA. For, he's leaving one or Harbaugh LV. to go work for another Harbaugh. Yeah. What what's his job going to be? Defensive coordinator. I think oh, he was defensive okay. coordinator of Michigan. Now he's going to be the defensive coordinator of the Raiders. Big jump. Yeah. I'm sure he got a nice recommendation. Uh, you think so? You think so? <laughs> Unlike Vance Joseph way, got yeah. with uh, Carlos Henderson from his brother. Oh yeah. <laughs> maybe he just maybe Mike McDonald just wanted some sweet freedom from Michigan. Again, like cold? yeah, no, you guys do not get that. Yeah, I, was gonna, I knew you were. Oh, <laughs> I was like a uh, pert in Parks and Rec, and I'm like, I don't know what you what you said, but it was in the cadence of a joke. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you got to guess. You got you got to know a little bit about yacht rock to get yeah. that. I wouldn't have even. Yeah, even yeah, know yeah, that y- is. Y- y- Yamo be there. No, Yamo be gone. I'm going to Baltimore. 
Is this a song? A movie? It's another TV Michael McDonald song. Oh, Michael McDonald. Oh, that wow. was the reference. Okay. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm familiar I'm... with Ronald McDonald, Old McDonald. <laughs> oh, you guys, come on. Jacob McDonald. I mean, and in Yacht, look, I figured you would get Yamo be there because you guys saw the 40 year old version, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, like how over and over Michael McDonald singing Yamo be there is playing on the speak on the TVs. Oh, yeah. yeah in the and, and then Paul Rudd says, if you don't stop playing Yamo be there, I'm going to Yamo burn this place down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come on. I, I thought I was meeting you guys at your spot. No. No. <laughs> no. Oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, that's funny. Uh, kids today. <laughs> um, uh, you, you guys keep uh, distracting me with these references. <laughs> Is there anything we need to tie a bow on in this segment? Uh, no, but it does sound oh, like... So you you would put your money on KOC. Yep. Uh, Mace, who are you putting your money on? Uh, I'm still putting it on Quinn, but okay. Yeah, I guess that we. Yeah. I, I would put it on O'Connell as well. Let's go, and yeah. I hope that's where George Payton is putting his two fifty. If anyone wants too. to take our action, yes, and yeah, exactly. Come to the uh, come to the D or the the DNVR sports book. Yes. And uh, take our action, and then you could turn that into some good. Uh, products over at Lightshade Dispensary when you have that money. Whether you're a connoisseur or a casual consumer, you can hit up Lightshade Dispensary because they've got all the products that you need, including Ripple, which is a fast-acting dissolvable, and it's clinically proven to hit two times faster than the leading gummy. It can help with sleep. It can help uh, with so many other things. And like I said, it is two times faster than the leading gummy. It starts absorbing within 10 minutes, so you can depend on a consistent experience every time. And it makes anything edible. So check them out if you want Ripple. If you want anything, they've got it at Lightshade Dispensary. They have 11 locations in the Denver metro area and, of course, online as well. And if you use code DNVR, you'll get 25% off each and every purchase online or in the store at Lightshade Dispensary. Also, check out our job openings over at Ball. Uh, Ball is hiring production technicians for their golden plant right now. You can read the full uh, job description and apply at jobs.ball.com when you search for golden. Uh, and what does this do? It's, a, it's on the front line of the aluminum uh, beverage can process at Ball's plant, and they offer a competitive $27.39 per hour rate with the potential for increases at 6, 12, and 18 months on the job. It's a great place to work. Zach's Aunt Julie works over there at Ball. So if you're interested in becoming a production technician or any of their other job openings, Check out jobs.ball.com and search for golden or text golden to 77222. Should we jump into the comment section, fellas? Talk to the people? Yes, we should. Any super chats? No, sir. No super chats. That means we get to go straight into the DNVR members. And why don't you start us off, Zach? All right. First one coming in from Zach Danger. Not going to lie, boys. However unlikely it is, I'm now hoping for the Broncos to trade for Sean Payton as head coach, along with being purchased by an ownership group involving Peyton Manning, just to see how confusing it would be for the Denver media to talk day in and day out about Peyton Peyton and Peyton leadership <laughs> core. I guess or I guess you'd all have to refer to them as Manning, George, and Sean, or owner Peyton, GM Peyton, and coach Peyton. Sounds like that's the potential to be the new Abbott and Costello uh, uh, skit. Love the content, boys. Keep up the good work. Man, that would be a nightmare. Talking about it, writing it would be okay because they all are spelled, spelled different, but mm -hmm. all sound the same. I would just refer to them as the law firm. Mm, law firm yeah. of Peyton, Peyton, and Peyton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe uh, there'd be a law firm backing the ownership group, too. Oh, you it's know? very possible. 
Um, that yeah, I mean, I like the idea. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I me think too. that would be great. Yeah. Uh, some great tweets would get off out yep. of that. Yep. I look. Sean Payton is an incredible coach. I, I, there's something about him that I just like not in love enough to say let's send a first round pick to New Orleans to try and get Sean Payton, even taking out the quarterback part of this. Man, I agree with you. He's a good coach, but I've always thought maybe a little overrated. He did win a Super Bowl. There's a lot of coaches that, a great quarterback. that have won mm-hmm. Super And that's the thing. that They went 7-9 and nine three years in a row with Drew Brees. And How what, is that even possible? What's he they had done? absolutely no talent on the defense back then. Okay. like I remember, remember the Broncos played him in uh, – I think 2016 it was the Will Parks yeah. test. Right, it was right towards the end of that. But during those three years, they just could not stop anybody. That's yeah. bad. Kind of falls on yeah. only the New Orleans Saints. That's two uh, great quarterbacks that they had in long stretches of missing mm-hmm. the playoffs with. It's very, it's and, very true. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, it just it it screams really good coach, but like this greatest coach ever. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't give up a first round pick for. Pretty much any coach. Especially, I was going to say, what coach would you give up a first round well, pick for? Well, with the Broncos situation, I wouldn't not for any of them because Whoa. you need that. Well, no, you need that first round pick to try to address quarterback one way or the other. You'd rather yeah. take a and, risk on a quarterback in the draft than have Bill Belichick. <laughs> good question. I'd, I'd rather have Bill. I'd rather have Andy Reid. There's probably a few, but only one. And mm. the thing is, as you know, Mace, with the Bucks, you may have to give two to get a coach yeah, yeah my thought would be give them this year like if you're gonna go get bill belichick or andy reed give them this year's first tank tank yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah. but the, the thing is also with sean payton i wouldn't give up any anywhere near a first round pick and maybe not even a second round pick for a guy who says that he wants to take some time to recharge that he's feeling a little bit uh didn't use the word burnout but he was kind of implied that he says he's driven by i thought this was really kind of interesting he said a lot of interesting things yesterday he talked, first of all, about he wants media back in the locker room. And I love hearing that from a coach. I thought he was like an anti-media guy. He's, one of the things he, he says, was. he regretted how he treated the media early on. Wow. I've and like he's, the first. So he's, he's <laughs> come 180 degrees on, on where he saw that. And part of that is, I think, just you get older, you realize, okay, I mean, why am I sparring with these people? You know, and then they're just trying to do their job. But hearing that from a coach like him, I mean, that's kind of the only Nixon could go to China thing, right? You know, it's got to be somebody who's been kind of antagonistic to the Is that another Mike McDonald years. song? <laughs> no, I'm just that, kidding. Nixon <laughs> should go to China. Start, it, was, it was also mentioned in Star Trek VI, but again, oh, wow. of course, So of yeah. But, but anyway, Wait, but, but the really, line was, there's an old Vulcan proverb, proverb, only Nixon could go to China. But really quick, I will <laughs> say yeah. it's great that Sean Payton said that. But come on, the dude's about to go into media. He's now done uh, with coaching. This couldn't have been. This is like how Adam, DJ Williams yeah. gave uh, BSN a tell-all podcast right before uh, he went into media. Right, exactly. I mean, come on, Sean. It's great you said that. He gets a little too much credit for this in my eyes because <sighs> now he doesn't. Some... No, he doesn't have to deal with the media anymore. He yeah. doesn't have to deal with his players talking, and he now he wants players long. to talk. So I think it's. Uh, I'm happy he said it, but come on, Sean. And say this two years ago. Can't like we just this. take this at face value? I no. Mean, just once. Do we always do we always have to go looking for the dark side of when somebody says something good and positive and affirming? I, yes. I, 
Yeah, because oh. you could have done this a long time ago. What's the uh, old phrase? If someone shows you who they are, you know, believe them the first time. <laughs> All right. <yeah. laughs> I'm, going, I'm willing to accept that Sean Payton's probably mellowed and changed. Because the other thing he said that was interesting, this told me this is a guy that just wants to take a break. He talked about how he would drive to the Superdome every Sunday. And he'd see the people partying and tailgating and having a good time. And in New Orleans having probably an especially good time. And he'd think they were all having a better experience on that day than I was. Probably. Like how he actually wanted to do that. So Sean Payton's probably going to pop up at a tailgate or two. They should, maybe he should come to our tailgate. Should. Absolutely. Like if, if he's here covering a Bronco game, he should come down we'll to the DMVR tailgate. Let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's make this our invitation. Although if, if it's an invitation, Zach, you're going to have to apologize for uh, – you know, for impugning his his sentiments there. Well, but I'm not going to apologize at all. Open, he's he's going to say, yeah, you're right. This is an open invitation, Sean Payton. If you do call a Denver game this year to come on down the DMVR tailgate, we would love to have you down. It's, Consider this an invitation to Sean Payton. Yes. <laughs> uh, something we can all agree on is a comment coming in from Ivory Hotline says, drop a like. We love that Ivory Hotline. Mm -hmm. If you're tuning in live, hit us, or you're just tuning in on YouTube, hit us with a like. We'd really appreciate it. Ed helps us get more people in here, and it really shows us support. Hit us with a subscribe so you know any time that we're going on. And also the alerts, because we're going to have a breaking emergency podcast at some point. I would think it's like soon, but who knows? Maybe George Payton's going to take his time. Yeah, we're going to have to do an emergency podcast uh, from Mobile, or actually from New Orleans, probably. Mm -hmm. Right when our plane lands. Yep, exactly. <laughs> when they bring in KOC. All right. Uh, Omaha says, RK nailed it when he said Drew Brees sucks on NBC. He sucks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he really does. Uh, fellas, I think Hackett being allowed to leave has to mean that the Broncos can't bag Quinn. They prefer O'Connell to Hackett. Connecting some dots. If they do land KOC. Oh, he's already on the KOC <laughs> vibe. Uh, I could see Kirk Cousins being a good second option if they don't land Aaron Rodgers. O'Connell worked with him in Washington. And Peyton did so in Minnesota. Oh, I hope not. Would you give it? Here's how I would be spinning it because I can't stand Kirk Cousins. But I could spin it in my head as look what uh, Sean McVay did with Matthew Stafford. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, Matthew Stafford uh, is better than Kirk Cousins. But that would be the that would be the sell job is if if they can do that with Stafford in that offense you hope that you could do the same thing with Cousins. And here's how you really sell it is, Matthew Stafford, was he a winner before this year? Certainly Did not. Did he put up numbers? Certainly, yes. Is Kirk Cousins a winner? Certainly not. Does he put up numbers? Certainly, yes. Boom, there you go. Yeah. Kevin O'Connell can be the guy to take the numbers, turn them into even better numbers, and then also make him a winner. Can he also make him not such a gosh dang cornball? <sighs> yeah, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. I mean, the one thing, though, is like Cousins – had his best, probably his best season 2019, right? A year that Gary Kubiak was around. I don't know that that the effect mm -hmm. is going to be any mm -hmm. any greater than what he had working with Gary Kubiak because Kubiak has that history, kind of like Sean McVay, kind of like uh, Kyle Shanahan and Mike Shanahan of getting quarterbacks to be one level above their norm. So I think you'd, you'd get, I think you would get the same Kirk Cousins that Minnesota got. Is that enough? Numbers-wise, the numbers are great. Overall team-wide performance, disappointment. Yeah. Does he make everyone around him better? That's the problem. I kind of hope we don't have to find out. You know what? Uh, you know what Kirk Cousins' middle name is? David. It's uh, it's Odom, so K O C as well. No way. No, yeah, it's no, Daniel. I, yeah, I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> 
KDC. Uh, <laughs> so you have KOC and KDC. Uh, Windy City Bronco says, as a Broncos fan living in Chicago, I'm definitely on board for a color scheme that's less like the Bears. I've tried explaining that I don't know the score because... I've tried explaining that I don't know the score because my game doesn't start until 3 o'clock. <laughs> I'm not even wearing a Trevathan uh, jersey. <laughs> on another topic, I definitely want Smythe in on the coaching decision. Anyone who can conv- convince me that Keenum, Flacco, and Bridgewater can take this team to the playoffs <laughs> should be in charge of convincing our next coach to join the Broncos. He has some kind of mind control, and we should use it. You joke, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no joking here, though. Steve is the worst, says, my dudes! It is truly insane the amount of people I see on Twitter that don't want Rodgers, both from a performance standpoint and from a political standpoint. Did they have cucumbers over their eyes during Manning's time here? Change of scenery can do a lot. Personally, I don't give a damn about what he eats for breakfast. I want a Super Bowl. If this was the NBA Kyrie Irving, it's a different conversation, but it's not. Keep up the good work and mail me a chicken sandwich, please, and thank you. Well, I think there's a huge difference between Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers in terms of their likability. Yeah, Peyton and Rodgers are both very good football players. Peyton's better, by the way. Uh, But But in terms of their likability, Peyton's like one of the most likable guys of all time. He's doing all the right commercials and funny, hilarious, doing uh, 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 Saturday Night Live sketches. Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't just have the political things. Last year, he was not a good teammate. Uh, He was not a good quarterback in the offseason. He abandoned his team in the offseason. That got a lot of people upset understandably so and he's just an a-hole as well to to the media out there so I think there was a lot of reasons and then not just the vaccine because some people that did really bother some people it didn't really bother but also really really leading people astray on that I think that bothered a lot of people so I think there's a lot of reasons why people don't like Rodgers yeah I also think it's a lot easier to say why you don't want a guy before you actually get him. Without a doubt. And I think that if Aaron Rodgers comes to Denver, the people that didn't want him will be very quiet very quickly. Not because they're scared or anything, just because the Broncos will be winning a bunch of football games, so it'll be really fun, and they're going to want to be a part of that. That's true. Also, I don't want to get into this at all, but if you're concerned about the political opinions of Aaron Rodgers, you probably wouldn't like (laughs) the political opinions of some other quarterbacks that you really love. Right. Especially here. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Multiple. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that's where, like, to me, I I know health, unfortunately, has gotten tied up with politics, health and and science, and unfortunately shouldn't, but that's that's a broader discussion. I think when I look at Aaron Rodgers, the more I learn about him as a person, the less I like him. And the less I like him as a potential teammate in that room. And obviously, you know, it's well publicized, the issues he has with his family. Right. And as, cert- as more starts to come out. Some of out- that's on his family, too. I mean, like, you know, they're- and it's been noted, like, his family's very fundamentalist in their religious perspective. And he's not. And that has led to a schism. So right. I'm I'll not actually, saying it's all I'll, on I'll him. I'll defend just- Aaron Rodgers to, uh, to some degree on that as well. There's just a lot out there yeah. when it yeah. comes to Aaron Rodgers, you know, and his personality. One thing that I haven't heard is that he's a bad teammate. You know, you don't have his former teammates coming out saying, yeah, that guy sucked. I hated playing with him. Yeah, and mm. Steve is the worst. To your point, I agree with you. I'm shocked at how many people are anti Rodgers on Twitter. Mm. But Easy also, take right now. Ryan, mm. I do agree with you. People would flip. Steve is the worst. He, he adds on and says, to clarify my earlier comment, I meant to say that it's not as though Rodgers has Deshaun Watson type of allegations against him. While I am vaccinated, if the NFL doesn't give a bleep if the players are vaccinated, then who am I to say I don't want him on my team? Go 
sports. Yes, he does not. He he hasn't been in jail. He doesn't mm-hmm. have any serious allegations against him. He is in a very very different conversation than mm-hmm. the Deshaun Watson. So I I completely agree with you. And Steve. we saw today John Mara, who one of the co-owners of the Giants, saying that they didn't want Deshaun Watson there. And he pointed to the out to all the allegations that, that are out there. We're not just talking about one or two. We're talking about twenty-two. Yep. That's the, and, and you have that much. Again, that that's on another level from where Aaron Rodgers. Look, compl- they're not in the same universe in before, terms of what we're talking about. Before all that came out, we talked about Deshaun Watson every single day. Yes. Since it came out, yep. Yep. we've talked about him maybe a couple times. Yep. And we're just like NFL teams. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We're not going to seriously bring him up until all of that's mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. If or that, never. If, yeah, or never. Exactly. Which, to me, kind of seems more likely. It's wild that he did not play this year. Wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't have fathomed that. Of all organizations, I would have expected the Texans <laughs> to think, hey, if you guys are going to do anything, we aren't either. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And last one, I think, coming in from Vash the Man, he says, my boys, just wanted to say thanks as always. Great work as, as I work and paint at Lowe's, and they have the official NFL colors for every team. I will check it out and tell you all what color the Broncos yes. and Bears have. Till then, peace, love, and chicken grease, I'm out. I love this. This is what we need, <laughs> deep dives like this yes. on the podcast to, to find out, are they exact same blue and orange? Because I contest that they are not, and that's all I need. Yep, yep, and uh, I think Vash the Man's mm. going to find that out. I'm looking forward to that. Also, maybe like you know, paint us something cool, and we'll <laughs> using those colors, and we'll uh, we'll bring them over here. All right, uh, I think that is going to wrap it up for us today. Again, the, every minute matters in this coaching search. There's a chance by the time we come on tomorrow, Dan Quinn's off the table. Yep. There's a chance that by the time we come on tomorrow. We're back to saying, okay, Dan Quinn's probably the favorite because he's coming in today yep. and he could walk away with this job. It's all so fluid. It's what I love about this. It's what's getting me out of bed every single morning is the excitement of what's going on right now. And, of course, we love having all of you guys watching along with us every single day, following along with us, whether it's here or on Twitter or in the Discord or on the website. Um, appreciate you guys so much. Make sure you hit us with a like on your way out, and we'll catch you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Fly.